Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week when we are a die RPG podcast. I will be your kind and gentle GM who tricked his friends into something very dangerous, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. In the game or in real life? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Alex Finn. I just, I'm sitting here and just like, is this where you tell us that you've secretly spiked the water? Not so secretly. Yeah, I visited all your town's reservoirs last night. <laughs> I was just going to assume you have people everywhere. Some of us, you could probably more literally have them. My outro creatures. Oh, yeah. And Stace Babcock. Joke's on you, Daniel. I don't drink water. <laughs> <laughs> Tampered with your NOS. No. <laughs> That's why I'm always hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's not a hallucination and is wonderful? Die Hard Dice. I agree, because Die Hard Dice is an online purveyor of beautiful metallic and acrylic dice. They come in all so, <laughs> a set number of shapes, but and I guess a limited number of sizes, but in so many colors and so many different designs, they're beautiful. There isn't a bad one among them. You should go to that website and look for your favorite dice and then buy it. You should buy that right now. And when you go to check out, you should use our code Explorers1 and get 10% off your order. You get high-quality dice for a little bit cheaper. You help support the show. And yeah, that's just an overall good thing, I think. So do that. Or tell a friend to do that. Tell your mom to do that. Shake things up. Have a good day. I don't know. <laughs> Who remembers what happened last time in our Die RPG? I'm going to pick on Stace. Yeah, so last time on Explorers Wanted, which is a Die podcast right now, we created our personas so the characters that are playing the game in the game and uh, samson went with reynolds who is a nerdy fintech wannabe yeah kind of a not maybe not fintech but yeah struggling accountant bookkeeping finance guy yeah and robin who is a reformed asshole now cat rescuer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and jeremy slash jericho who is the real weird GM of this situation who kidnapped his friends into the game Jumanji style. Because power of friendship. Don't forget your character. Hmm? Oh, I have a character? Right. Uh, my character <laughs> <laughs> machine. <laughs> who is like, uh, repairs machines. It's cool. And they all got sucked into this She's deep... like Donatello. She does machines. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Donatello is always my favorite. Nice. I insist when I play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Yes. 
I thought you would have been a Leonardo. No, Donatello does machines. <laughs> so the turtles got sucked into the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the shredder came. <laughs> so oh, God, yeah. Jeremy handed everybody their special character die and their character sheets that he had remade in the new system from 10 years ago on the night of their 10-year high school reunion. And he had everyone hold their magical dice and count to three and drop them. And when they dropped them, they transported into a fantasy world version of Jeremy's living room. And then some sort of fallen zombie creatures came into the room. And oh, but right before that, Jeremy disappeared. (laughs) like an angel or a god <laughs> and uh the rest of the crew equipment list is i guess getting ready to fight some zombies some zombos mm-hmm. yeah coming into this room are the fallen these twisted humanoids that they look like corpses you would assume that they should have decayed except that they have all this cybernetic wiring clearly through their bodies and when the only sound they're capable of making are moans and static hisses, like a bad signal. And they come in, and the thing that you remember about the campaign that Jericho ran back in the day, the fallen don't stop, the fallen can't be reasoned with, and the fallen are hungry for you. Fallen are never going to give you up, never going to let you down. Right. And there are three of this fallen, as they come in through the door, what do you do? Backs up to the far wall with his chair in front of him for protection. Mm-hmm. Imogene immediately kicks out with her steel-toed boots and slams her book down on top of, or tries to slam her book down on top of one of the nearest one's head. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You are your persona right now. Yep. You're going to roll two d6s. Okay. And because you're your persona, it'll be a difficulty one. I'll explain what that means in a minute. But basically, you're rolling two d6s. I need you to tell me if either of them is a four or above. They are both fours. Excellent. Because it's a difficulty one, because you're still just your persona, you're not your paragon, one of those goes away. You hit this fallen for one and you kind of bash its head in a little bit and it kind of turns and starts moving towards you. It is going to attempt to grab you to harm you. Rude. Yeah, yeah. You are a persona. You don't have any guard. Oh no. So if they hit... She got no dexterity? Oof. So that's not the way it works. You don't roll to resist here. It's your guard that controls whether or not you can avoid getting hit. But your guard is equal to your dex stat. Once you're not a persona. Ah, she just trips over her own feet all the time. <laughs> okay, so neither of those was a hit. So oh. the fallen reaches out towards you and misses you. You're able to dodge out of the way. The other one starts approaching Robin. I think she's going to try and hit it with like the metal end of the lead. Okay, go ahead and roll me 2d6. I got a five and a three. Okay. Because you're still your persona, you had a difficulty one, so the five gets negated. So you miss them when you whip out with this. Ooh. Next one is coming for Reynolds. How fast is it? Like shambling or? They're not slow zombies. Let's put it that way. Oh, man. They're not fast zombies, but they're not slow either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since you said you backed up yeah. to the corner of the room, that's why you're getting a chance to do something before they get their swing at you. No, yeah, I'm trying to... What would a lame accountant do right now? 
One hit. Uh, okay. What does that mean? So you'll take a wound. That means that right now you are like, it's a bad wound. Like you are halfway to death right now, unless you can change things. These are critical hits these guys are doing. Okay, cool. Good to know. Reynolds will start praying to whoever listens. Yeah, because you only have two health as your persona. Oh, Jesus. All right. Because it's equal to your constitution score. Okay. Anybody want to try something next? before these guys go again? It's going to sound stupid, but I think Robin's going to spin around like the GM did. Mm-hmm. And see if... And grab the... Yeah. Grab the die? Or are you spinning around? Did, okay, did she see him <laughs> grab the die? Yes, he clearly picked up his D20 before he started spinning. She's going to grab her D6 and spin? You grab your D6 and spin as best you can because yeah. you've got the cane. And, and describe to me this transformation... What does Robin become as she becomes her paragon? And the D6 slides out of your hand and, like, embeds in your neck. And you realize it looks like a tattoo now. Oh, my neck hole. A tattoo of a D6. I feel like it's like... Actually, you know, I'm going to let you decide that. Tell me what you look like. And somehow your D6 becomes incorporated into your appearance somewhere in a way that can't be removed. I like the neck tattoo. Robin as a person chose like for the the appearance a black leather like bodysuit kind of like Catwoman and she's got like a short mm-hmm. boy cut and mm-hmm. like she's just like really stunned because like this is the first time in like seven years I would say that she can like stand normally mm-hmm. yeah so you suddenly are standing there and you are suddenly flooded with this knowledge. And you said that you kind of gave us that description. What kind of weapon does Joker carry? Concealed throwing knives. Because, you know, that's what an edgy teen would choose. Mm-hmm, for sure. I'm hoping you filled out, like, the stats part of your character sheet. Basically, you get two extra points to assign. Everything's a two except for the places where you assign one of your two extra points. Right, and she's going to put them in charisma. Because that's who she is okay. as a person. Or was. The Fallen seems to get excited about this and attempts to hit you. One is a hit. So you have two guard. Your guard goes down to one now. Okay. So you're not taking any damage. It's just that they're starting to throw you off your game in terms of dodging. Okay. Angie boy is going to try to come at Imogen again unless she wants to do something different. I mean, I think once she sees what Robin did, she's going to lunge for her D8. Okay. You grab your D8. Describe the magical gold transformation into Turgon the Terrible. I want to say like a, almost like a black smoke just like comes up from the ground and rolls up over her. And then as it dissipates, you see she's like, Eight inches taller and like way more ripped. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing bad guy armor, basically, like a lot of black mm-hmm. with some like spiked pauldrons and s- spikes on the chest. So, like, don't get too close to her. Mm-hmm. And she's horrifically scarred all over. Mm-hmm. She has a black cape, Natch, and she carries a. Mm-hmm. It had been a just a large club with spikes back when they were playing in high school, but now the end of that club is much more mace-shaped. It's shaped like a D8, spikes coming out of it. Nice. 
And when she steps, you can hear it because of her clinky metal boots that also have spiked toes. There's a lot of spikes. Spikes are happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you had to describe, like, things that makes your weapon distinct, would you call it brutal, fast, or elegant? It's definitely brutal. Okay, cool. And so, Stace, you can put your D8 as if it is on zero emotion right now. Okay. What would Imogen's reaction being to, like, actually seeing the fallen in reality? Like, clearly, like, not pretend like they are here in front of you. I would say she's a fighter, but there's a lot of desperation. Like, that's her go-to. That was, like, pure instinct. She's like, I'm going to try to just try to fuck these things up. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. You hear in your head, just faintly, Oh, it's been too long. Isn't this place quaint? No, it's, it's a... It's a fucking shithole. Oh, I, yeah, I think if you just look at things on the bright side, there's something beautiful in everything and everyone. Shut up, Blossom. <laughs> and you realize this voice, it's different. It has its own distinctness. I will say this, whatever it sounds like, every time it talks, it has its own unique voice. But there's still, like, it's almost like a, the audio version of Double Vision, where you can almost hear Jericho's dramatic voice behind everything it says. Yeah, I wonder, too, if it's the adorable opposite of what you'd expect from it. Instead of being bored, this weapon is boring. Well, actually, if it's the adorable opposite, it is going to be admiration, trust, acceptance. Oh, no. Oof. What do you remember was the name of this weapon? Oh, Blossom, for sure. Because it causes intestines to blossom forth. Nice. (laughs) As you find yourself saying this place is a shithole, you suddenly feel like a weird reinforcement of that emotion. Like, not in a happy way. Like, when you played at the table before, it was always sort of like, it's a game, you know, I'm trying to do this. I, I thought this would be a fun twist to my character. You suddenly feel a little bit of that real loathing of this place. It's, it unsettles you. And you can move your die up to feeling a strong emotion. So that'd be setting one. Blossom begins to glow but a little bit of a flame-like aurora even though it's not fire of hot pink <laughs> I like that I like that a lot me too your fallen is going to swing at you obviously you have guard what is your guard two I was yeah. yeah yeah okay one hit your guard goes down to one well my stance is now active and mm-hmm. I'm going with the loathing stance of can't stand me now Everyone who can see you finds you mm-hmm. loathsome. They behave appropriately. Their attacks against you have one disadvantage. Perfect. He does not hit you all. Somehow you've made even the fallen find you disgusting. It's the hot pink, probably, for them. It hurts their little undead eyes. Yes. Cut case upon this brilliance. Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds puts two and two together and kind of pushes his defensive chair into the fallen nearest him and runs to grab his uh, D12. Grab your D12. Describe for us your magical girl transformation into your character. Yeah. Reynolds, who has been kind of wearing like what his nice like business suit, but it's like kind of ratty a little bit. Mm-hmm. His suit kind of explodes into color and this kind of like motley cape, this armor that doesn't seem to be made of any one material forms around him. And then in his hand, the D12 expands into a Warhammer mace thing. At the end is a mm. D12 shape with, like, spikes coming off the corners. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, Robin, he stands a little straighter. He's still gaunt, but, like, the color looks a bit 
less unhealthy, not healthy, just less unhealthy. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it never came up, but Reynard Bedlam is a godbinder of the god of trickery. Mm. Goes toe-to-toe with the god of trickery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for god of trickery, what is your god's name? The one that you have a relationship with, let's put it that way. You're not a follower. You have a relationship, a working relationship, we should say. Right. So this is kind of a relic of the high school game. You know, it was a home game. The lore didn't have to be, like, rigorous. So the god of trickery is literally Marvel's Loki. And all the rest of the pantheon are a bunch of X-Men, DC Comics, Lord of the Rings, like a bunch of nerd references that high schoolers would have been into. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Where did you put your extra stats for your Godbinder? Constitution and Wisdom. Okay. Since you put extra points there, you are no longer halfway to death. You have two health again. Yep. Okay. No, no, you would have three health, actually, because that matches your con. Um... I did take a wound, though, so does that... I'm saying it's negated in this. (gasps) Lovely. Transformation. Your persona suffered some harm, but in transforming into yourself, into Reynard, it was healed. Hell yeah. And there's a little part of you that feels like, for a moment, you can, even though you don't see anything, you don't hear anything, but you get the sense of someone unseen stretching their lips in a wicked smile next to your face. And then that feeling's gone. Mm. And the phone's gonna try to hit you as hard as it can. It critically fails. Excellent. Love it. So it tries to hit you. Give me a complication for it. What happens when it tries and misses? What's the kind of the uh, box that a complication can be in? Is this like a sort of a minor effect I can apply in Numenera? Some complication that's not good for this fallen. Okay. The fallen falls, trips on the chair and is prone. Yeah, it goes face first down, whacks its head against the table on the way down, and then it falls, and you can see it while it's laying there face down on the ground. There's a sudden, like, tick-tock sound, and then their head turns 180 degrees. You can hear a snapping sound and this feelings of taut metal wires pulling things closer together again. As its head turns around, its eyes flick up to yours, and its mouth opens wide, and that static hiss comes out again. No, thank you. Can I attack it? Yeah, you can attack it. So you're just going to attack it with your big mace? My big mace, bring it down straight on its head. So your strength is two, right? Yep. So you'll have two to start. I think you're also going to get an extra die because he's prone. So you'll be rolling 3d6 and telling how many successes you get. Incidentally, now that you guys are your paragons... These particular fallen are clearly like the foot soldier fallen that you guys tore through before, so they actually have no guard anymore. You're too fast for them to try to dodge you. So if you succeed, you're going straight for their health. Love it. Uh, five and a four. That's two hits. What does it look like when you kill this fallen? Uh, as I said, the mace comes straight down on the fallen's head, and... It's a blend of, like, that sound of, like, metal bending and also just, like, the squish of, like, a fallen pie as loose meat escapes its metal cage. And then that's it. There's a splat where a head was. Nice. Very nice. What does it feel like, not for Reynard, but for Reynolds, as he brings down that killing blow for probably the first time in real life? I think it feels fantastic because I think being Reynard, he feels 
better. He feels healthy. He feels... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he feels fantastic. And also, that smashing down on something's head, it feels like he's making visceral progress in something mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And it's at that point, you notice, you don't feel like you need to cough. Nice. He kind of clears his throat habitually. Just That's what he's been doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Robin. Yeah? Got a fallen in front of you. They're going to come for you again unless you want to do something about it. I should probably do something. I guess we're going to, like, throw a knife at them. Like, mm. aim for the throat. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, this will be based off your decks. So you have two in decks, right? Mm-hmm. I would say you're probably going to be at a disadvantage because you're right up close and you're trying to throw it because it's been in melee range. I mean, can you stab with a throwing knife? Sure, you could do that. You could also move a little bit back. That's okay, too. Oh, can she backflip and throw them? Yes, you could. Since you're doing something wild and ridiculously dangerous, overcomplicating the attack, I'll give you an advantage on that. So you're going to have three die to roll. And tell me how many you get above four. I also need to know if you get a one or a six. So I got a two, a five, and a six. So... You're going to get two hits on this. You also, because you have a six, you get a special. So, like, a special could be things like you could do extra damage. You could do something to change the situation, like a major effect. A special is like a major effect. There will be some attacks, like, for example, Stace's magic weapon has a special on it if she if she gets one of those sixes that triggers its special ability as brutal. So you get to kind of choose, like, what's this special effect that your strike creates, knowing that you will destroy this fallen? Can she stab it so hard that the knife flies through his neck and stabs the next fallen? Like, there's one remaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what we'll do. It's so ridiculous and campy here. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to roll. I won't give you the advantage, per se. You're going to have 2d6 because of your decks, but I also want you to roll your fool dice with this. Okay. So, and your fool dice, remember, if that one gets a 1, because that's what you have circled, something special happens. So we'll go from there. I got a 5, a 4, and a 4 on the fool dice. Okay. So... What does it look like when you kill this other fallen that was about to attempt their continued attack of Turgon the Terrible? I think it like embeds in the side of his head and kind of you get that cartoony splish out the side of the head and they just kind of like fall over Mm -hmm. right in front of Turgon. Yeah, it definitely splashes down Turgon's front. Robin kills stealing from Imogene. Classic. Incredible. Oh, yeah. I want to say Imogene, like, came out of her transformation, like, like swinging her club, like, fancy around her shoulders and was, like, just getting into, like, a swing form when they (laughs) all died. And she just gives Robin the deathiest of glares and spares one for for Reynolds as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now what am I supposed to do? And you guys are out of combat. I feel like Robin's, like, mouthing, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just pick up your knife. Let's let's get going. Let's find a way out of here. It's that then you notice that it impaled in that thing's head, and when they landed, their head hit so hard that knife bounced back out and landed at Robin's feet. Just kind of gives the thumbs up, like. <laughs> yeah. So is this like? <clears throat> is this it? Is this my voice? This is my voice. And now that you realize, you guys, as you're talking, you're talking like you always imagined your paragons would talk. That's what your voice is right now. 
hate you, Daniel. <laughs> so we just play the game then? Do we just do this? I guess. Turgon dramatically flares their cape and storms out through the door. Oh my god, Turgon, wait for me! Hey, don't worry, you did your best. You did your best, I saw you. Don't stop. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You're perfect just the way you are. Oh my god. I hate you. Oh, and I love that for you. <laughs> hey, Emma, uh, Turk, Imogen, Emma, Emma, Turgon? Who are you talking to? Blossom. It's outside the door. A hallway and a staircase. Up or down the staircase? The staircase goes up. Clomps up the staircase. You clomp up the staircase, and as you reach the top, you can see that there is, like, a... It looks like the kind of thing you would see for, like, a uh, like a coal door, essentially, for, like, pushing coal into a cellar or something like that. Or maybe it's, like, a storeroom or something. But one of those doors that sort of opens up, like, at an angle to the side as you're coming up. And the staircase has been very steep. And when you first, like, press up against it, it seems like there's a weight on it. We will attempt to... Wait, she tried to turn the doorknob and it's it's locked, basically? You tried to push. Oh, it's like a cellar. Yeah. Door. And it didn't seem to budge much at... Not necessarily like a lock, but like maybe there's a weight on it. I imagine Turgon's like, you know, up ahead and then Reynard just goes like, Blossom's here too. Holy crap. What is everything from the previous campaign going to be here? We're going to have to fight those were tigers again. You hear the whisper in your ear like, everything your twisted little mind desires for a price. And then silence again. Joker would see Reynard like whip their head back and forth just like, ooh, no, they can't be here too. Are we really doing this? <laughs> well, it's that or get eaten. Did the Fallen eat us? I never, I, I don't remember. I mean, I assumed. We never died, so I think we don't know. Mm, yeah. You do remember this, is that when you killed the Fallen before, after a time, they rise up again. And that's where you can hear all the way back down the hallway, just the faintest metal click, like some sort of robotic hand twitching in the distance. All right, you guys take care of this door. I'll take care of that. She stomps down the stairs, like, dragging her club behind her. Just the most discontent person in the world. You got this! <laughs> see, look at you volunteering to help. I'm so proud of you. And as you walk back, you can see that the fallen corpses are starting to twitch. At least from the way Jericho described them in the past, you know you've got some time before they actually are, like, fully revived again. But then you also sort of remember that that moment tended to be whenever it was narratively convenient for Jericho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I guess she'll just stomp the shit out of him with her spiky boots. She's gonna try to break some of that wiring. So you guys hear stomping in the background, and as you stomp, you notice, like, tumbling out of the corpse that you're stomping, a small golden coin. And when you look at it, you can see it's engraved with a one on one side and a zero on the other. And you realize this is a piece of Fairgold. And things you remember about Jericho's campaign, Fairgold, once you find it, at next sunrise, it'll disappear. But it's still valuable to people because they can trade it for people who desperately need it. Oh, she'll snag it and mm-hmm. continue stomping while her compatriots are hopefully figuring out the door. So, Joker and Reynard, you can just hear wet stomping sounds back behind you guys. I know you didn't mean it, but the kill steal was maybe not the best way to start I, the game. I really didn't mean it. It was just one of those things that happened, you know, like I, 
trying to be a, No, I know, but trying to be a better person. I yeah, I yeah. I just think you gotta get Turgon to or Imogene to see that that you are trying. I'm just saying I'm just saying we don't need to get into it now. No, um door. But it's our lives are kind of on the line. You don't think we have time to kind of worry about who's killing what. I think it's more of a kill or be killed. I maybe. I did we can't die here, right? Maybe we'll just like wake back back up in the Did real world. Did it hurt when you got hit? I yeah, it hurt, but I didn't die. And then <laughs> Reynard looks at the camera when he says die. <laughs> 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 By the way, while Reynard is saying this, he's gonna like try the door like normally just to see, just because I don't remember. There's definitely some kind of weight against it. You're not sure what, but it's not locked. It just feels like somebody prop something heavy against the door not to blockade it maybe just out of negligence because like who would expect somebody to be down in the cellar who wasn't supposed to be there fair mm-hmm. it's definitely warmer up here too like how warm like room temperature warm or hell <laughs> lava on the other side let's say there's a big temperature grade difference between the cool of this basement that you guys were in and up here it feels like warm like like, there might be a fire nearby, but not, like, right next to the door. It's just, like, something is definitely warming this floor above. Reynard is going to lift his hammer and then pause for a second and then put it down and call, Hey, Turgon, can you come smash this door down? Fine. Because <laughs> Fat clatters her club up the stairs. The stairs are chipped as shit. <laughs> she's going to take it. She's going to hold her two-handed club in two hands, and she's going to just swing and push it up as hard as she can against these doors. Okay. As she gets ready to do that, Reynard, from your perspective, Turgon and Joker suddenly freeze. There's no motion. Any kind of sound in this room disappears. You realize that Turgon had a drop of sweat on their forehead that was rolling down and it has stopped rolling. But still, just like Imogene had, there's almost that weird audio version of Double Vision, where even though it sounds like what you think of as Loki, it's still, you can almost hear Jericho whispering the lines in unison to it. And he says, you know what might be fun? I'm afraid to ask. I just think it could be fun to make a little mischief. It's been so long. Uh, I don't know if this is the time. It's, it's We're just trying to get out. I don't are you sure? I could owe you one. Owe me one? What are you asking? You know how this works. You let me have some fun, and I'll be in your debt. What kind of fun? Wouldn't be fun if it wasn't a surprise. Don't hurt them. Hmm? That's rather nonspecific. Won't physically or mentally injure them. Or spiritually. <sighs> spiritually. That, that as well. Reynard, when did you become such a pussy? I'm not... I'm not... I'm not a pussy. I just, I. You've changed. Yeah, but change happens. I'm not a pussy. I no. I fine. Have your fun. Fine. Do it. Loki grins widely at you, and as he grins widely, he tr- his face transforms into that of a horse before he vanishes. Time goes into motion again. Turgon, the terrible. I didn't have to look it up this time. I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> You smash your mace through the wood and you hear screams. And as Blossom comes back down, dripping with blood, and Blossom goes, Well, 
I'll say this. Even for such a nice kitchen, people shouldn't sleep on doors. Yeah, we've been banging on this door. But motherfucker should have moved off the door. Like, whatever. Hey, get off the door. There is just screaming coming from above. It was a lovely kitchen. You know what? It's been a while. Do you, do you cook now? What do you like to cook? Macaroni and cheese. Obviously, I've never had it. Yeah, I'm sure it sounds wildly. Add some tuna or some hot dogs and some ketchup. Interesting. Tuna. You've never had macaroni, cheese, and tuna? It's amazing. Tuna mac? It's got a name. I hate tuna. Tuna just tastes gross. So weird. This is the first thing. I wasn't asking um, for your opinion, Raynard. I I don't know who you're talking to. I'm sorry. I, I'm talking to Blossom. Okay, I didn't... She, like, shakes the club in Raynard's face before thumping against the door again. Some blood comes off of it, splatters on his face. Stop. Oh. Oh, man. And unlike the Fallen's blood that got on Turgon... This blood is quite warm. I'm assuming this injured person has moved. Unless they're dead. Unless they're a dead person. Your mace went all the way through. So, like, it's like a gaping hole. People are screaming. You don't see them on the door anymore, but people are screaming, and you've definitely, at minimum, injured them. So, now she'll flip open the doors, and I will note that since we're, well, we were out of combat, I don't know what we're in now, but... Stances change to intimidating gaze. You can be a scary fucker. You radiate murderous contempt. If there's a question of who's the most murderous person in the room, the answer is you. And that's her vibe if she can get these doors open, like, as she emerges into the kitchen. Jesus. The doors open easily. There was no lie. He was just leaning against it. He must have fallen asleep there. Because when you come up, you see a dead body of a larger man who must have been taking a nap in the kitchen in between work shifts or something like that. And he's dead. And you hear people screaming for the town guards. Holy shit. Oh, it's just like our first session. We need to get out of here. Ah, ah. <laughs> clears the way with her face. The face that says, I will murder you. Okay. You clear the way and you come out of this kitchen. And you're definitely in an inn. People are screaming and running around. But you recognize almost immediately the sign above the bar, a name of an establishment you know, the inn that Jericho loved to start all your adventures in, the mermaid's taint. And you realize, as you're looking around, as people are screaming, sure enough, you see a weary figure sitting at a table, staring down into their hands. And they're wearing a familiar wizard's cloak. Yeah, Reynard will quickly run over. And as you run over and approach the table, the figure doesn't even look up. Ah, my friend, I am weary. Jer, what the fuck is happening? It's like an AR thing, VR, whatever the fuck. I confused. My name's Martin. Uh, this face is actually, is Jericho's, though? You still can't see the face. He's keeping his head down with the hood. Oh, oh, oh. But you do see the hand that's holding it is not an old man's. And you can see Fishnet coming back from the ring finger. Martin, okay, what is happening? Why, how, how is this possible? I've come across some bad luck. There were bandits in the forest. And what's worse, I've lost my most precious magic gem. If you could return it to me, I'd happily pay you 100 gold. Renard kind of looks at the other two, just like I, somebody get through to him. I, I don't know what else to do. The hood's still down? Hood's still down. I'll let the fool act first if the fool wants to do something. Foolish. I guess Joker will, like, 
run up and just like whip the hood off, just like. Okay, you run up and whip the hood off. You see, for a brief moment, just a flicker of a moment, you see like almost the face of a wizened old man, just like deep, deep wrinkles. And then it's almost like you blink a moment later and you see Jericho and he looks at you with a hurt expression. He's like, come on, guys, just just go with it. I thought it'd be fun to start it like this again, just for old time's sake. This ain't like old times. Joker feels embarrassed and puts the hood back up. Yeah. <laughs> Jericho goes, you're right. It's better. This time we get to play for real. We get to finish our story. I've got so much worked out for you. I mean, I, I've got like three notebooks full of notes. It'll be the game of your life. Are we asleep? Like, what's going on? Oh, we're here. We're actually here. Jeremy, is that person dead? Reynard gestures towards the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's totally dead. I mean, that's what happens when, you know, you stab somewhere randomly. Don't worry. I didn't have a huge backstory for that one. Good, because I don't have a back anymore. (laughs) There you go. I knew you'd get in the spirit right away, Imogene. I'll fuck you up. Okay. Excellent. This is sad, Jeremy. Sad? This is, is this what we always wanted? You lured us here. It's kidnapping. Somebody's died. It- no, 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 no. It's not kidnapping. We can all leave whenever we want to. Well, then let's go. I'm not done playing yet. There's probably a cat shitting in your house right now. I don't care about my house. I, I give up. That was my try at intimidation. I, wait, why would I care about the house when I can be here and I can be playing playing this game with you guys? Jeremy, real people didn't get hurt when we played in high school. If what you say is true... We were not the most well-organized crew. Re- people are going to get hurt and die, and how could you do that to them? He's not real. I hadn't even named him yet. Should we name him now that he's dead? But, you know, I guess it's up to you what you want to do here. I mean, you're here. It's the game. You can do whatever you want. It can mean whatever you want. It can be whatever story we make it, and it never has to end. Oh, yes, it does. I, uh, yeah, I gotta be two hours away by 7.30 a.m., Why, Imogene? My job? I have a cat? Okay, so the cat I can understand. I have a kid? Come on, Imogene. I've seen your Facebook. You're not spending any time with that kid. I support my kid with my money that I get from my job that I need to be at at 7.30 in the morning. All right. If that sounds more interesting to you than being the heroes of the land, fine. Okay, cool, fine. Reynolds, you know this is awesome. I, I saw your face when you smashed that fallen. If you had warned us this was going to happen, I... is Okay, if we finish this game, are we going to wake up? Like, if, if we finish this game and it takes a year in... God, is this the Nocturnal Kingdom Empire, would I say? Yes, it's the Nocturnal Empire of Athens. I, if we spend a year here, are we going to wake up and find a year has passed in the other world or our real world? Yeah, I always hated when Portal Fantasies did that thing where there was a difference in time and I moved. Just most of the time, like it felt low stakes to me. And when they tried to reverse it around, that just made it not fun. So what would be the fun in going back to right when we left it? We've got to have some skin in the game, right? You get it, right, Robin? So, we have to finish this. How quickly was it, Imogene, to get you to your job? 
I gotta leave by 5.30 a.m. And I would like to get some sleep. Yeah. Been pulling a lot of extra work lately. So we have, like, what? Three hours to do this? Oh, if you just want some sleep, I'm sure they can put you up in the inn. But you just said time passes and then Imogene's gonna miss her job. That doesn't sound like a concern for one of the noble knights. Well, I'm not noble. Turgon's not noble. Whatever. Whatever. Not to mention, you've already pulled out the Fallen again. Here we are in the mermaid's taint again. Yeah. I think you'll like the twist with the Fallen this time. And then you hear a body shifting in the kitchen. Sounds of cracking bones. And the dead man in the kitchen stands up wires already running through his body and opens his mouth and emits nothing but the sound of static and begins lurching towards you. Oh, I kind of get this one because we killed a lot of people, so this is encouraging us not to just kill everybody, right? Jeremy, the point of fantasy was that we could do things without the real-world consequences. We could kill somebody without the moral or the immorality that's attached to it if this is real, this isn't a fantasy. This isn't fun. Oh, I think I'll change your mind. And again, he tosses something onto the table that you lose track of, and he disappears as this fallen advances on you. Is Jericho cheating? I think he's got the gold. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we should probably evacuate this in, right? Unless this... Yeah, guards are coming. The fallen's here. I'm- let the guards deal with the fallen. Let's GTFO. I was more concerned about this guy I've just named Lance Bass because, you know, high school memories and everything. But, like, if he attacks these guys in the inn, won't it create more fallen? So we need to get them out and just... Oh, we could push him down this, the, the trap door, right? Maybe. Um, fallen pursuing us or just pursuing the nearest warm body? Right now he's heading straight towards you guys. Maybe we can lead him out of town. Pergano, step up. Oh, she's going to choke up on her club. Mm-hmm. She's going to hit this thing. You can do it! She's going to hit it. Are you using anything or are you just swinging? I mean, beyond venting, there's no particular... Oh, can I use creative violence now? But do I need to? Yeah, that's the thing. If you use it, you'll deplete that. So it's, it's really just sort of strategic how much emotion you want to have in the tank. Yeah, since it's just... I just one fallen. She's just going to take a, a normal swing. So what's your strength? Three. Okay, so you'll roll 3d6, and you are going to... Well, just tell me what you get. We'll go from there. 433. 433. Okay, so you're definitely going to get one hit in on this, and this fallen takes a big bash to the side of the head. They're still coming, but they have not fallen again. Yeah. Who has a higher dex? I got two. I got two. Okay, then I think the fallen is going to go for Joker. Cool, 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 cool. No, sorry, not go for Joker. It's Joker's turn. Oh, okay. That's what I was trying to figure out. So I'm trying to find the spell list that I'm supposed to have. You, yeah, you don't. Hold on. I mean, there's stuff like fire touch, healing touch. Well, sounds like a teenage thing. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead, and I believe your spell is you get to use charisma. Which is at four. So your charisma is four. So you'll roll 4d6. Four, three, five, five. She has finger guns. Yeah. It goes flying at this fallen and hits them. And you see it's already had one hit against it, right? Yeah. Because Turgon got a big hit on it. 
Yeah. What does it look like when Robin's magic kills this <laughs> fallen? Again. Right in front. Again, <laughs> Robin. Oh. oh, no. I think, like, again, it's just like, like a freight train hits into this fallen and just, like, blasts it, like, in <laughs> Kind of like a comedy, like in a cartoon where like somebody gets hit by a car and they just kind of like boom. It's like that. <laughs> Exits. Yeah. Scene left. They just exit scene left towards that door that we came in through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Robin is not not doing good on the. I'm a different person. I think Reynard is standing at the table that Jer was at, looking at it, and then like brought to reality by. Another kill steal from Robin <laughs> and Reynard. Robin, come on! <laughs> what did I say? What was I supposed to do? Just sit here and wait? I, throw it at their knee or something. And Turgon, what you saw is this magic came hit this thing, and as it exploded, these guts out, and blood out of it, a lot of it spattered across your face. And she was like already like getting ready to to come at it again from the other side, like reverse her swing. She's like on my backswing, and like the yeah. the, the look she gives <laughs> um, Joker is just <laughs> hatred, absolute hatred. I I'm so sorry. I I'll, I'll just sit on my hands next time. Let's sit on my hands. Well, not right now. We need to get out of here. Let's. <sighs> Martin mentions uh, bandits in the forest. Stolen jewel, right? Yeah. So. Maybe we can get out of here fast if we just play through his game fast. So let's go. Yeah, let's mug go. some muggers. Yeah. Yes. Turgon grabs the body. Yes. Yeah. And is dragging mm-hmm. it outside. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. You drag it outside. If the guards are there, are they? There's guards. Yeah. She tosses down the body and says, "There's your monster." Wow. And you've got your social stance thing, right? Yeah, the the one that's the super murdery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so you can make a social roll with an extra die as an advantage. Oh, yeah, so how many dies is that? What's your charisma? Two. Okay, so it'll be two plus one, so three d6 that you roll. Six, six, two. Wow, okay, so you get a special in this social interaction. You get a major effect on the effect of this here's your monster. What would you propose? Take control of the narrative for a moment. What does this guard say to you in response? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh man, for an effect, I want to say they just let us walk away. She'll see something like, now we're going to take care of those bandits. And just like turns on her heel towards the outside of town. Mm -hmm. You were so good. So good. I'm so impressed. I know you were trying to be aggressive, but you reached out to them. They saw the sunshine in your heart. There's no sunshine in my heart, Blossom, she says quite loudly. Oh, but it's so lovely. You're almost blinding me. Uh, This way, guys, this way for the bandits. Yeah, let's go. Let's go kill some freaking bandits like we always do. Well. Yeah, let's go kill some people. They're not real people, if that helps. Uh, Aren't they? I think they are. I think this is real. I feel like Lance Bass had a family. 
Don't name it. It's them. a habit. Name everything. Uh, oh, that's that's so good, though. <laughs> that's really good, Alex. Way to go. I love that. So you guys go into the woods, and as you're journeying, you see a very predictable fork in the path. One that goes to a darker area of the forest, and there's clearly, like, wagon wheels going in that direction. Just the super obvious foreshadowing of this is where the ambush happens. It feels just as drawn out as Jericho's old explanations. All right, I guess we just go. Yeah, I vote we just walk straight into it, unless... I mean, that's what I always want to do. Rainer, do you usually have some other idea? Um, I do, if you want to hear it out. What if we became the ambush? What are you thinking? How? I think I could cast a spell that might draw out the bandits and give us a surprise round opportunity attack. What system is this? Doesn't seem very defined. <laughs> PBTA joke. Ah. <laughs> All right, let me try something, and I'm going to use one of my scriptures. So I don't think that a god of trickery or trickery domain would have like a blast that does damage. So can I use an illusory blast, but have it be like basically an illusion that goes forward, like a very like old and vulnerable old man that kind of goes ahead of us like 40 feet mm-hmm. and basically procs the trap before we get there. Procs the trap? Procs the trap. Yeah, I can see that. Because again, my thinking is that trickery is not a direct thing, so it would be an illusion that indirectly causes damage or indirectly leads to harm. That could work. It depends on if you would think Reynolds would be like fully Marvel version of Loki or if he would at some point have known that Loki also had a connection to fire. Um, I think it is the Marvel version just because mm-hmm. that's what we would have referenced in high school. I don't think Reynolds would ever have gotten into actual mm. Norse mythology. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Then I think your blast is your luxury blast is fine. All right. Do I need to roll anything? So that will be your wisdom dice pool plus your d12. So many dice. Clickety claps. Okay. I have one six and I rolled a two in my d12. Does that mean anything? That's fine. So you will have one thing, but it's you get that one thing is a six. So you get a special. You get to add a major effect to this illusory blast that you're sending. Ooh. So I guess, what does the um, illusory blast do just standard? What's the What happens automatically? Normally the blast would attack a target within medium range, and if you hit them, then it would do either a damage to their guard or a damage to their health, depending where they're at. Okay. Since their guard is down, can I take a guard out of all the bandits? So it's like an AoE attack instead of a single attack? Yeah, I'd dig that. So all three of these bandits have some of their guard taken down as you lob this blast into the ambush area. And I guess now it's combat time. You set this off, Raynard. So what do you do? You're up first. Oh, There's definitely no option for negotiation now. It's not even an ambush. You just sort of walked up and blasted them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess Raynard will... It's tricky. This role-playing is tricky. (laughs) Yeah, I guess uh, Raynard will attack one in the back but not try to go for a killing blow just kind of like like hit him in the thigh basically or hit him in the hip like bring Mm -hmm. him down okay at this point he's trying not to kill (laughs) okay so then that is going to be what's your strength uh two okay so roll 2d6 uh not this one what's this 
good about this one. Four and a six. Okay. You get a special. You're going to do two damage, which brings this guy down to, like, one health. So you could do extra damage, or you could do a major effect. I would like to knock this guy into another bandit and basically knock them both prone, if I can. Mm, okay. Okay. I think that's fine. Now they're both prone, and one of them is severely injured. Turgon, you've just seen your friend wade in with his mace. How many bandits are there? Three. So two of them are prone. One of them is terribly injured that's prone. And then there's one other one that hasn't been injured yet. They've had one of their guards stripped away, but otherwise they're... Okay, so first I will say that knowing that she was going into combat, she would have changed her stance prior to... I'll die when I'm dead. You can act normally when you've taken so much damage that you should be unconscious. You continue to fight until you literally die. And she is going to use... She's going to vent and use combat frenzy. Apply the results of this attack to all enemies within melee range of the knight's position. Okay. So you are... So what's your strength? Three. So it's 3d6 plus your d8 that you'll roll here. Got a five on the d8. And I got a three, a four, and a six. That's enough. So you hit this figure, and then you are... Well, you have a six, so your weapon's brutal, isn't it? Yeah, so just two wounds if it hits. So, yeah, you hit this guy. The guard that you hit is just going to (laughs) die. The guard that is wounded is going to die from the burst effect of what you're doing. And the other guy who was uninjured on the ground is going to lose his other guard. And so now he can't dodge as he's trying to wiggle free of this, his dead compatriot on top of him. And that's with the two wounds from Brutal? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the only one still there, and he's not looking great. You've killed the other two. So you actually did a kill steal on Raynard. As it should be. I... Mm. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Okay. Joker. Yes. You've just seen your compatriots wade into this battle with the bandits, and they seem to be rocking them pretty hard. Only looks like there's one left alive, kind of trying to skitter out from underneath a corpse. Did anyone clarify we're supposed to leave these guys alive? I don't know. I was barely listening. I know. Same. Reynard is very obviously trying not to kill them, but I, that's quickly getting away from him. <laughs> Turgon is very clearly trying to kill them. I guess that means Joker is going to run up to the one surviving bandit and kind of assist them out from underneath the corpse. Assist them out? Yes. Okay. The bandit is going to try to stab with a knife up at you as you're pulling them free. There. And remember, guys, your guard resets at the beginning of every combat, so your guards are back to full even if you lost one now. Ooh. The bandit misses. Both failures for its role. And that's Joker's turn. You're going to be able to pull them out just fine. They spent their turn stabbing at you, so now it's back to Raynor. Please surrender. Please. He kind of looks back and forth to you guys. Give me uh, some sort of charisma-based role. Can Joker assist? Joker was assisting, so I think that would give you an extra die. Excellent. Uh, two fours. They dropped their knife. Like, listen, uh, you guys came out of nowhere on us. I guess, but you were attacked. It, what, it's not. Jewel, do you have a jewel? You should have a jewel. A jewel? A jewel? It was a jewel, right? 
Yeah, it was a jewel. Not like the e-cigarette, but a gem, a precious stone. You never could stay in character. <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so he says, um, we did get it. Um, God, I, I had it in my head just a minute ago that I got totally blasted away (laughs) the act of aggression (laughs) the third degree burn joker now has (sighs) yeah i mean we got a gem you know a couple weeks ago but that was that was a contract job you know we already turned it into the buyer uh who is the buyer where are they well it's funny you mention that see i travel a lot and uh you know he travels from as far as the Shining City, as you guys remember that where the mermaid's taint was, is in the city of Brr. And Brr is on the other side of the nation map from the Shining City. And in your mind's eye, you can see this campaign map stretching out. And then you're back <laughs> with your hostage, I guess. All right, so I'll kill them now or... What? No, 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 no. I named him. You, you know this motherfucker's gonna come back later, right? But that's what John Wayne does. That's Jericho's choice if that happens. We don't need to do that now. That's what I'm saying. Let's take away his choices. Can Joker, like, let him go to run? I should have said my my name is Arthos. I don't care, Arthos. Oh, Arthos is good. I like that. I don't want to hear this guy's backstory. Blah, blah, blah. I grew up in the rough areas of Brewer and found my way to the Brotherhood of Thieves in the forest. You didn't have any choice but to steal. It it just it makes sense. At least knock him out, just like the hilt of your hilt of blossom. So yeah, she'll say you're sad. You know, my life might have gone differently if I'd managed to keep hold of those family relics. That I found out about after the fact. Yeah, you're a sad man. And Turgon's gonna spit in his face and try to knock him out. We don't need a side quest. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so even though you vented, I think you can put your loathing back up. (laughs) My character feeds off negative emotions. Just has to be an asshole to be powerful. Just have to hate everybody. So yeah, you spit in his mouth and then you knock him out, right? I said spit in his face, but if his mouth was open, (laughs) absolutely, because that's disgusting. And that is one of the things (laughs) that helps my character. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why would you do that? But I will uh, switch up combat stance to pacifier. You can attack and inflict non-fatal injuries without suffering a disadvantage. Then I think it's so you don't suffer a disadvantage because you're making it non-lethal. He doesn't have any real guard or anything. I think it just happens. Honestly, I think you just knock him out. Does it with like the 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 end of her stick? Just like bops him in the temple. Yeah, he just goes limp in your arms. He's alive. All right, there are horses around here. You don't see any horses. Maybe we can buy some horses and brr. Brr. ha ha. And it's at that point you hear the distant sounds of laughter and stomping and slurping sounds like somebody drinking. And you can see in the far distance between the trees, far enough away that like you have cover at this moment, but you see the unmistakable silhouettes of drunken centaurs 
stumbling through the woods together. No, 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 back to town. We need, we're not. This no. seems questionable. Do we? Sure, town is boring. Yeah, I like being bored. Let's go to town. But what if, hear me out, what if we rode them like ponies? Yeah. They seem kind of drunk. Drunk driving? It's drunk driving. That's what it is. I Except the car is drunk. Like what? But like. Is there such thing as drunk driving in this world? Do you guys want to leave this world or not? We could get there faster with a centaur. And it seems I, like their inhibitions are quite lowered. I don't think they can uh, gallop in a straight line. I just have to point them in the right direction. It'll be fine. Rainier goes for town and horses we can ride off into the sunset. They're actually going to go straight into the sunset and not veer off. Joker's voting drunk centaurs. Drunk centaurs are interesting. I don't care about interesting. <laughs> Wait, what? Let's go to the boring town where it's boring. So I can be bored. I don't... I feel like Reynard may interpret that as, like, sarcasm, but I don't... Would you say that's a very Imogene thing to say, or...? So Imogene will say, Reynolds, <clears throat> come on. I'm, I'm a loathing knight. I feed off of loathing, disgust, and boredom. Not to get meta. Oh. No, okay. I... Oh. This world is fucking with me. Yeah, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go be bored. Let's go, let's go do boring things. Let's look at the sunset or whatever. Uh, okay. Buy boring horses. Take a boring trail. Let's go. Robin? Did we take the hostage with us or did we just leave him in the middle of this road? Leave him. If Jerry's going to bring him back, he'll bring him back one way or the other. We're going to at least turn him into the guard. Jericho, can you take care of him? And in fact, <laughs> she's going to try to sling the two bodies like over her shoulders <laughs> while carrying the third bandit. Just more trophies for the guards. <laughs> okay. Since you're at an elevated emotion level right now, I think you do this without any problem. And you just keep hearing Blossom like constantly in your head like, oh, you're so strong. They're like stuck on the spikes so that they don't like, like she just sticks them on her shoulder spikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're leaking a bit more than probably would be great. I mean, you're going to look a little scary when you come in, but... I'm so proud of you. Uh, I mean, I hate most of what you're saying, but you did point out that this is very gross, so thank you. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> you, her kill me now look intensifies. <laughs> As you guys are heading back to town, you hear more drunken centaurs in the distance, and you hear somebody blow a horn, like a horn for a hunt. And then you hear galloping all through the forest behind you. And right now, you're just glad you're not the prey. And Raynal, in your ear, again, almost like that trickster god. But you can hear Jericho's voice in your ear. Yeah. See? You're starting to get into it now. And then the earth around you begins to rumble. And that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> Stace, something about this episode. Wearing bodies on spikes? Ah, gee. <laughs> I don't know. It was all so cool. It's just so fun to be playing as, like, people playing people. I don't know. But just, like, the balance of, like, mm -hmm. you're all in, you're, mm -hmm. you're in the body of your character. It's interesting to be like, okay, so how much does each individual PC lean into the character versus the persona? Or the Paragon versus the persona? Mm -hmm. But... If I had to pick one thing, I will have to say all the kill steals because it fueled my character's loathing. So thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I also want to highlight the here's your monster line is so good on so many levels because it seems exactly like mm-hmm. what Turgon, someone called Turgon the Terrible would say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was actually very compelling. Like for a second, I was second guessing myself, like, did I say somewhere that there was a bounty on a monster? <laughs> <laughs> is this something you guys think you want to play again? See more of where the story yeah. goes? Yes. I am so invested. I didn't think I'd be this invested coming into this, but I'm ready keep going i say it did sound a little i was like down to clown but the premise was i was not sure how it was going to work it's so much fun okay Kept the worst okay. voice mm-hmm. it felt like it was going to be a lot of overhead it did but then i i, I guess that first session we like kind of took our times with it and it, this whole thing felt good yeah just so you guys know there's a couple different modes of the way you can do die is either an adventure or a full campaign or a short campaign and die is sort of well it can support a full campaign it's sort of optimized for what's called the rituals campaign which is sort of like it's a depends on the group how far it will go but it's usually like less than 10 like full 3 hour sessions mm-hmm And one of the things about rituals is that it has this sort of first encounter that you're supposed to flavor that gets them all there. And then there's the fallen and then they go back up to their tavern. That's all like part of the ritual part. If you're playing rituals, every game of die will start with something like that, but flavored for your group and that particular session. But then after that, it's sort of whatever makes sense until you can finally figure out a way to get out of this world. Or not, depending on what you choose. Well, I'm here for it, so let's do it. I feel like it's going to have to be a lot more cats for Robin to choose to stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Fantasy cats. Animals she's never mm-hmm. even imagined. Yeah, the best pets. Cool. So, yes, we'll extend this. It's actually funny. Normally, you would end the first die session a little bit earlier when you first walk into the inn. But, like, pacing-wise, it made seem more fun to have more talks with your GM and yeah. mm-hmm. go out somewhere and see, like, the stereotypical GM, like, oh, this is actually a trigger for, like, three other quests that I need to do. <laughs> yeah, those family relics. I was like, no, 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 we can't. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll extend this into a third and fourth part because this will become a two-shot at this, I think Samson called it earlier, off mic. That was me. I've shot. Was Stace, I think. Oh, Stace? Twas I. Okay. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Wah! Alex, what would you offer our listeners an XP? I'm going to go with uh, Just Dance 2023 edition. <laughs> what? I got it for Switch, and it is, like, weirdly fun. I got it on the site that shall not be named, so I got it half price. What you would buy it in the store for? Amazon? Amazon. Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But it's really fun. Like, so because I have it for the Switch, it's tracking the motion via one Joy Con you're holding. And I'm just standing here going, this choreography doesn't make sense because you want me to do a cartwheel while holding a Joy Con. Is this how you're getting me to buy more Joy Cons? Tape it. Tuck tape it to your wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would, yeah, I've already hit myself in the face once with a Joy-Con because I was just in the zone too hard and I let my hand go. <laughs> the strap is needed. <laughs> but I assume with like other s- systems, they might incorporate like the VR motion capture. So that could be a lot of fun. But it's a lot of fun because they're like doing a bunch of old songs. Like they have the Rasputin song. 
And it's adorably hilarious. <laughs> yes. And they have some K-pop, so that's super fun. Although it'd be way more fun if they had, like, the Blackpink songs, because those are addictive. <laughs> but it's just a lot of fun, and it gets me motivated to move when I'm like, I could be sleeping right now, but I'm not. I'm dancing. Just dancing. And they even have, like, this stupid battle pass system where you have a season and you're unlocking special things in the season. Yeah. Does it have a battle royale mode? Because that could be fun. Well, you do. You can do it dancing with your friends and, like, certain songs. It's, like, multiplayer where they'll have, like, multiple avatars to follow. And they'll each have different parts. Which is very confusing for me by myself because I have to remember what color I am. And the reason I bought this game is I found out there's like a little storyline behind some of the videos. And you just sit here and you're just like, this is more in depth than I could ever imagine. There is a story plot line for this battle royale on why I have to defeat this incredibly hot swan witch. I'm here for hot swan witches. Yes. Unfortunately, her song is a little bit confusing. I already forgot what game you're talking about. (laughs) Just Dance 2023. And like literally what I call her a hot swan, which she's kind of dressed up kind of like the black swan from Slum Lake. But in her like featured song, you like, you do make bird motions. Nice. You're like, caca, caca. Nothing like flapping your arms and saying caca. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's in the song. So I think, I don't know what language the song's in though bird i think it's something eastern european <laughs> uh well if people wanted to tell us what they think of just dance 2023 or the podcast how would they do that samson then come to our website explorerswanted.fm on there they'll see the socials that they can scream at us at don't scream at <laughs> us please please be nice to us you can be nice to us on twitter at explorers wanted on instagram facebook we are at explorers wanted podcast on Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.Camp. But the best place to be nice to us is our Discord, ExplorersWanted.fm slash Discord. Talk about all the stuff that you'd ever want to talk about right there, right now. Also, we do have a Patreon. If it is within your means and you're feeling generous, you can support us there and allow us to keep making this show. Patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted is the place to do that. Also, please use our Dice Valley code with Diehard Dice. Get 10% off your order when you type in Explorers Wanted at checkout. Please and thank you. Goodbye. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you can do is tell your friends about us. Tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps with people finding the show. And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, remember... When your GM invites you to a game in a remote location, you should maybe be a little extra careful about what rituals they ask you to perform at the start. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Cease Windu. Hey, at least tell us it's a ritual next time. I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. Imagine if you put those ritual dice in your mouth instead of dropping them. <laughs> I'm real tea unicorn. Would you not teleport until you passed it later? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my god. Or drink some lard. Get it out. Real tea unicorn on Twitter and tea with the unicorn on Twitch. Oh, imagine. God helps a dictator with the D4s. Oh. 
You gotta oh. get the ones with the rounded edges. <laughs> make sure oh. make sure you only eat safety dice. I mean, don't eat any dice. What? <laughs> no matter how beautiful they look. <laughs> so that's it for us. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye. bye.